One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 276 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for being here today, and I can't wait to dive into this episode with you. First things first, before we get there, at the time that I'm recording this episode, I've got two spots available to work with me privately in September in my Deep Work, Deep Love coaching program. So if the summer was fun, but now it's time to get serious and do the inner work so that you can attract the relationship you want and stop attracting all of the people and relationships you don't want, I'd love to support you. I find a lot of people who come to me to do this work say, you know, they've done a lot of work before, whether it's another coach or another program or even a therapist, and have a lot of awareness of their patterns. And then they go and date and then nothing much, if anything, has changed for them. So the kind of coaching I do with my clients is really integrative and action and implementation oriented. So what I mean by that is, yes, of course, we're going to do the deep work. We're going to do the inner child work so that you understand why you're attracting who you're attracting. But we can't just stop with the awareness. Next, we've got to move to the integration. And that's where you get really clear on how the old habits and patterns that you did in your childhood are showing up today, maybe in different or subtle ways, but you can begin to recognize that, create space there. And then once you're able to do that, it's so much easier to then shift the habits, shift the actions. And over time, that will shift your patterns and ultimately your experience in your love life. So I only take a few clients on at a time so I can give you the attention that you need and deserve for your success. So to learn more about it and to schedule a consult call with me, if it sounds like something you potentially want to move forward with, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. All right, so let's dive into this episode. And I'm going to start with a story. When I was dating, most of the time, I felt like I was a hop step and a skip away from actually being crazy. And I'm not using that word lightly. I'm using that word very specifically in this context. And as I go on in this episode, you'll understand why. But I will say that I try not to use that word crazy unless I really specifically mean it because that word has been weaponized against women really for centuries. 
So when I was dating, I was terrified of the person that I was dating thinking that I was crazy. So while I would overanalyze every single text and talk endlessly with anyone who would listen about what that text meant or what that smiley face meant or what that one less, I don't know, exclamation point meant, I desperately tried to play it cool, so to speak, in front of my boyfriend, whoever that person of interest at the time was for me. So even though I thought I was doing a pretty good job at this, there were definitely some instances that show I was not holding it together as well as I thought I was. One thing that comes to mind is when I was a grad student in Jerusalem, during my first year of grad school, I had this boyfriend. I've talked about him on the show before. I was completely enamored with him. I had known who he was. We actually went to college together. We weren't super great friends, but we knew who each other were in college. Uh, He was like super popular and super hot. And he went to go live in the West Bank after school. He was teaching English or science or something at a school there. Uh, And then I was in grad student in Jerusalem. And it was totally, totally coincidental. It wasn't like I was trying to like (laughs) date him or anything. Anyways, when he found out that I was living in Jerusalem, he called just come see Ramallah and to hang out. And it was completely us friends. I really didn't think anything of it. And then he started very obviously flirting with me. Then he asked me out. And then all of a sudden we were dating and I was just completely enamored. I was like, oh my God, this really popular guy on campus, he wants to date me. I really just couldn't freaking believe it. So this part of me that wanted to feel loved and wanted to feel good enough and pretty enough and smart enough and all of these enough things that I just wanted to feel, that was the part of me who was calling the shots in this relationship. So we've been dating about six months and about six months in was when he officially decided he was going to move back to the US and he was going to move in about, I think it was probably two or three months you know, from then. And I had another year of grad school and I was just completely devastated that he was going to leave. He didn't even want to discuss maybe staying for another year for me or potentially maybe doing long distance because he was going to move to Washington, D.C. I wanted to move to D.C. when I was done with grad school. It was just like he was making these life decisions completely without me. And I was just completely devastated. It was like he had just been playing with some toy and he was like, all right, cool. I'm done with this toy. On to the next toy. I just felt completely replaceable. I felt worthless. I just, I felt really, really horrible. And I was completely, completely heartbroken. But the weird thing was, was that, you know, I think it was probably March or so he was going to be leaving back for the US in June. So we had this weird time where we were like, yeah, we're still together because we're still here. So why not? And I was thinking, why not? Because I'm like dying inside. But for him... It just seemed to be like it was no big deal. And yeah, in June, we were going to be ending our relationship. But yeah, for between now and then, let's just have fun. And that was where he was emotionally. And for me, I had to pretend like, yeah, that sounds good, too. And I had to pretend like everything was fine, even though there was just like this definite end date to our relationship. And it was completely agonizing. Every day that passed by just felt like a day that we were getting closer and closer to breaking up. And yet I was desperate to play it cool. I didn't want to come across as crazy because I thought maybe if I could play it cool enough and be chill enough about it, he'd realize how much he loves me and he would want to make it work and potentially stay or at least talk about long distance and me moving to DC once I was done with grad school. But I also knew that if I came across as so-called crazy, there would be no way he would ever want to continue or even consider keeping me in his life. All right, so let's put a pin in that story and we're going to come back to it in a moment. And I'm going to talk about a few other stories. So in the early 2000s, Britney Spears, you might have heard of, was tormented by the paparazzi. Everywhere she went, everywhere she left her house, swarms of people 
would be following her to get just any kind of photo because they can make hundreds of thousands, if not even a million dollars from getting a photo of her. So she was harassed. She also famously dated Justin Timberlake, and they had a very public breakup, and the media blamed her. There is an infamous interview with Diane Sawyer where Diane asked her what she did to him that left him so heartbroken, as if it was a complete one-way street and as if it was completely her fault. And Sawyer also asked Spears about a politician's wife who wanted to shoot Britney Spears because of the example she's setting for her kids. So basically because Britney Spears is very comfortable in her body and very comfortable with her sexuality, she dressed in a way that some moms, I guess, just wouldn't approve. And so it just was like fine to say in passing that she wanted to shoot Britney Spears as if Britney Spears was the problem and not this comment. Now, I can't imagine what this would feel like and the ensuing mental anguish she must have felt. And this on top of postpartum mental health issues and a custody battle, it all seems like just too much. And so ultimately, Britney Spears and her mental health specifically became the entertainment. Tabloids and the media couldn't wait for her next misstep so they could have just a complete field day. And I'm sure they made a lot of money. But I also think there was like this sick joy that many people got from seeing her act, quote unquote, crazy. And here's another story. If you've been listening to me for a while or follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I am a (laughs) mega fangirl of Meghan Markle. But I want to talk about her more seriously now. Um, But actually, before we do that, I just want to share a quick story. So their daughter, their new daughter, uh, her nickname is Lily and our son's name is Marshall. And for those of you who like to watch How I Met Your Mother as well, uh, that was like the first thing I thought (laughs) when I learned what her name was. I was like, oh my God, Lily and Marshall, they're soulmates. How can I make Harry and Meghan my future in-laws? Uh, anyways, that's where my mind went, but that's just more of the fangirl in me, but that's not what we're talking about in today's episode. So I'm kidding and I digress. So let's get back on track. But here's why she's important and why I want to talk about her. When Megan joined the royal family, the British press went after her hard. Now, yes, it is true. They went after Kate really hard too when she first joined the family. But Megan also had to endure the racist abuse in addition to the sexist abuse that her and Kate faced. The press was looking for ways to pit Meghan and Kate against each other because women, especially successful women, are always pitted against each other in the workplace, in public life, in movies, in reality, like just in everything. They can't be friends or two people who respect each other. When the truth was, it was the brothers who were fighting, not Meghan and Kate. And yet, because of the patriarchy and because of the sexist tropes that's still very, very present in our society, brothers fighting just wasn't as sexy, wasn't as clickbaity as these two very beautiful, very successful wives of these two princes. They had to be pitted against each other. So when Meghan and Harry finally left the royal family, it was called Megxit. But more egregiously, the media blamed her. They accused her of manipulating poor, sweet Harry to leave and self-abandon from his family. And she had this master plan, this master manipulator, And this was all part of her big scheme of like whatever she's trying to cook up. And then when she shared that she was suicidal in her interview with Oprah earlier this year, by many in the press, she wasn't believed and she was accused of trying to get attention. And I know I keep saying the media and the press here, but I also mean 
the comments on social media. So people who are retweeting their own commentary as to what's going on, or some news site or a fan site or whatever will post something on Instagram and then all of the comments. So when I say media, I do mean traditional media like news shows, broadcast journalism, tabloids, magazines, all that kind of stuff. But then I also mean non-traditional media like social media, the people actually making these posts, but then all of the freaking comments as well. Finally, I've got one more pop culture story for you, and then I'm going to tie it up and you're going to see where I'm going with this. So of course, I have to talk about The Bachelor. Chris Harrison, he's been the longtime host of The Bachelor since 2001, 2002, whenever the show started. And he was fired this year after his racist remarks in an interview with Rachel Lindsay on her show on Entertainment Network, or maybe it's E! News. I don't know, something like that. Anyways, Rachel uh, was doing the interview and she was also the first black bachelorette back in 2017. And the reason why that's important to know is one, it's just historic that she was the first black bachelorette. She was really the first black lead first, you know, so there hadn't been a black bachelor at that time either. Uh, The other thing why she's a significant figure is because she uh, just endures a lot of abuse, specifically racist abuse from bachelor fans. So when Chris got fired, some in what's called Bachelor Nation went after her hard with comments like, how can you do this to him? He gave you everything, basically alluding to the fact that Chris being fired was her fault, even though he was the one who said the racist things in the interview. Well, Rachel really didn't do anything. And she just sat back and let him dig his own grave. It's really interesting interview. Even if you don't watch The Bachelor, you should definitely listen to it. You can probably Google it and, and find it. Okay, so why am I talking about these celebrities? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stories when it's very easy to write them off as like, oh, that's just celebrity stuff, gossip, frivolous, whatever, when there are other important things going on in the world, like a pandemic and global warming, and also knowing that you're tuning into me probably because you want me to support you with your love life. Well, here's why. Because with these celebrity stories, you can't leave the politics out of what's really going on, and you also can't leave out the personal. You don't need to read people.com or follow all the play-by-plays of all these celebrities and what's going on in their lives, but what you do need to be aware of is how what happens in these women's or any celebrities' lives are talked about. Because the people talking about it have a huge influence on their audiences, and that can shift their worldview and how they see or treat women, relationships, love, men, and of course, mental health. And people in those audiences can be your friends, family members, the people you date, or you. I wasn't born wanting to quote unquote act cool, so I didn't come across as crazy. These subtle messages about not wanting to be crazy or not saying what I feel or having any emotions at all, these are all things that I've over time internalized by just consuming lots and lots and lots of media. And you probably have too. Maybe not in the same way as me, but so long as you're not living under a rock, you've internalized the beliefs that are perpetuated by these stories. 
So if you've been in the personal development space for a while, especially if it's been like the high vibes only or law of attraction kind of space, and you aren't getting closer to what you want in your love life or perhaps your life generally, I think this is something worth looking at. Because what is often missing from this personal development space is context. I think this is why my inner child work actually, you know, with my coaching and on my show is really profound and why it can impact people is because this is just not talked about in a lot of spaces. You can't think your way through a problem. You can't high vibes your way through a problem. Yes, I love EFT. I love tapping, but that alone or those kind of things alone are not going to get you to where you want to go. Because inner child work and also looking at the ways in which we are influenced by our society and culture and politics around us invites the possibility that what specifically worked for me as a privileged, able-bodied, conventionally thin white woman won't necessarily work for someone who doesn't fit those demographics. And even for someone who does fit those demographics, that doesn't mean it's going to work for them 100% either because they have their own set of unique life experiences and family origins and content and things they've consumed, making my exact healing process not necessarily applicable to them. So in addition to our families of origin, you also have to consider the wider political, cultural and social landscape because that shit affects you, whether you like it or not, whether you're aware of it or not. Because even if you think it doesn't, these messages are powerful and people are paid a lot of money to really get this shit ingrained in your brain. So despite all of that, this is not doomsday at all. And I think this awareness actually can be quite powerful and freeing in your life. So I'm not telling you this because, oh my God, all the people in the apps are going to be sexist assholes. That's not what I'm trying to say. So let me share what I mean by going back to the original story, my story that I shared at the top of this episode. So I was terrified of coming across as crazy when I was dating, definitely in this relationship, but other relationships that I can think of as well. So I did everything to suppress my needs, my desires, and my emotions because I wanted to seem chill and I wanted to seem low maintenance. And even though I did everything I could to not come across as crazy, I still certainly felt that way. And I also felt like my emotions, how he felt about me, whether or not we'd be in a relationship, my love life in general, I just felt like all of that was 100% out of my control. And so sometimes I managed to keep it together. And sometimes I just completely spiraled on my own and sometimes in front of the people that I was dating. So my quote unquote crazy feeling was largely due to me internalizing all of these messages from the media. And of course, I wasn't even aware of it at the time. And this was, you know, social media was certainly around, but I don't think it was as consuming as it is today. This is certainly before Instagram. So, you know, obviously I'm not trying to leave the royal family. I'm not a teen pop star, but when you boil it all down, it's really all the same shit. Don't be crazy. Definitely be likable. Don't be a pushover, but also don't be too much. Don't outshine your man. Make sure you don't look too old, but ooh, I think you've got work done. So I'm going to judge you for that. So these messages, not only are they just shitty and mean, they're also conflicting. So no wonder we feel crazy when we're trying to balance all of these things. I really believe that if I had the awareness to understand why I was so scared of coming across as crazy and why I was so adamant about being cool and not too much and chill and all that kind of stuff, I really do believe that something would have been different in this specific relationship and my love life in general. It didn't even cross my mind that maybe I was spinning out because my boyfriend wasn't considerate of my feelings. He literally took me aside one time and told me I needed to keep it together because my emotions were just too much. I wasn't being taken seriously and he should have cared. I didn't put any of the blame or the responsibility or the onus on him. Instead, the blame and the responsibility and for how I was feeling was 100% on me. 
And so in these celebrity examples I gave you, no matter what these women did, they couldn't be believed. Their mental health was something to disregard or ridicule. And everything was their fault. And they were also probably manipulating the situation altogether. Brittany was crazy. Megan is a master manipulator. And Rachel was trying to overtake Chris Harrison. But what if being so scared of what my emotions can make me look like, I had the awareness to understand that I'm actually not crazy. I'm just afraid of coming across as crazy because we live in a society where crazy is weaponized. Women aren't believed and they are manipulators. So if I could have seen my actions as something I was doing as a result of my family of origin or cultural norms, not because I am crazy, then I could have given myself space between myself and my actions so that I can see why they're there. And then from that place, it's so much easier to shift them. And I just want you to feel into the energy of that for a second. So one really common thing in my community is a lot of women will say that they're people pleasers. So just feel that energy. I'm a people pleaser. I'm such a people pleaser. I'm always overgiving. I give, 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 right? That's a lot of heavy energy versus I have people pleasing tendencies versus I have people pleasing tendencies because. So these tendencies might come from societal expectation of women having to be givers. It can also definitely come for your family of origin because you learned to please and that could keep things kind of sane in your house, or perhaps even because you saw your mom giving whatever it was, right? But you learn these behaviors, you have these tendencies because of a very specific reason, not because you are a people pleaser. And can you see how when you can separate yourself from the actions, you're like, oh, okay, that's why I do what I do. And then it's just about shifting them. I'm not saying that's super easy, but I'm just saying that's a lot easier than I'm such a people pleaser. What do I do? You know what I mean? It's totally different. So the next time you're frustrated because you're attracting a certain kind of relationship or you're retreating back into an old pattern like people pleasing or whatever it is. I really encourage you to see your behavior in a wider context. Where does this come from? Is it from your family of origin? Is it from society? Is it from these cultural norms or a little bit of both? From there, you can forgive yourself not for making a mistake, but you can forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that you have to act a certain way to be loved or be good enough or whatever it is. After that, the energy will feel much lighter and you'll be able to step back from a situation and respond rather than react. Because when we react, we tend to act in default mode, which is generally the old patterns from inner child or the societal norms that aren't serving you anymore. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, the five step strategy to banish anxiety and overwhelm in your love life. So you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. Now, this does take practice. It takes being able to step into the role of observer and see your actions as if you were a fly on the wall in your own life. It takes lots of compassion and inner child work. And depending on the work you've done, there may be a bit of a learning curve to learn what those new actions that you'll take might be. 
So this is exactly the kind of work that I do with my clients. If this is what you think will help you get to where you want to go in your love life and you've been doing a lot of work, but nothing's really been working and you haven't really done this kind of work, then I think this could be something to consider and I'd love to chat with you. All you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Once you're there, you'll fill out a form and then you'll schedule an introductory call onto my calendar so we can connect and you can get clear on whether or not coaching with me is the next right step for you. Again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, would you do me a quick favor? Would you share this episode or another episode you loved with a friend? And if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review. Both of these things help me to reach more women just like you. And I'm so, so appreciative of it. So thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you next week on the podcast where I've got a brand new coaching episode where I'm coaching a client on dealing with jealousy towards people who are in the relationships that you want. It's definitely a good one. So make sure you tune in and I'll see you then. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.